When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Once again, Midflight Brawl is brought to you by our good mates at Heaps Normal, delicious, independent, non-alcoholic beer, and they've just released the Half Day Hazy. Oh, are you cracking one? I'm cracking one, buddy. Ooh, I think uh, I need a bit of a break. So heaps is might be the thing for January, <laughs> at least until that big Australia Day party you're having, in which case I might well, cut mate. loose a little, <laughs> help you fold the flag. <laughs> Good to see you, even though you've been gone from the intros for a few weeks, you're still the same man. New year, same you. That's what I love about Luke Heggie. Never change. Um <laughs> Mate, the heaps as I brought it up in the intro last week saved me on Christmas Day. Oh, yeah? Got to have eight of the fucking things and then just drive the boys home. Eight? Oh, mm. goodness gracious. Well, good on you, mate. Well, it's, a whole, it's a whole day. Yeah, right. you got to do something. It was at like tw- 12 till 7 p.m. Yeah. Mate, gotta, what am I just going <laughs> to sit there like you on a long-haul flight and fucking stare straight ahead <laughs> like a lunatic? I'll go, what's happened with him? <laughs> Got eight of the heapses in me, zero, zero, zero on the old breatho. Yeah. Flying. Get around them, award-winning non-alcoholic beer, heapsnormal.com, chuck in duty-free at checkout for free shipping around Australia. And the prices are coming down, Heggy. From when these guys got on board about 18 months ago, yep. people are buying them, prices are dropping. Great. That's how fucking good business works. Keep it up. And that's what heaps normal are. Nice one. Good people. Hey, I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. Throughout human history, there have been countless scuffles, melees and fracasses. When planes were invented, we didn't magically just stop belting the shit out of each other. So ladies and gentlemen, strap in, kick your shoes off, recline your seat without checking, drink your duty-free and start staring aggressively at strangers. This is Mid-Flight Brawl. Mid-air madness, passengers trading blows. Mid-air brawl on board a scoot flight from the Gulf Coast. At LAX. Thrown off a flight from Bali. A disruptive passenger on board. Cussing, screaming, spitting, even urinating. Many of them have been captured on cell phones. Where's the lady that's not in the I hope this crashes. Out the fucking door! Welcome to Mid-Flight Brawl. Any tip rat can fly now and here's what happens when they do. I'm Nick Cody. And I'm Luke Heggie. How you going, mate? He's back. He's back. I'm back. Mate, I'm right. good. Sitting in the new joint. Oh, yeah. How's that? Looks much the same as the old oh, one with oh. all your memorabilia oh. on the shelf behind you in the garage with the books. First thing I set up, this uh, this station before my own bed, I was still sleeping on a mattress on the floor. Yep. <laughs> had to set this up to get to work. Put up my numerous Conor McGregor posters and uh, I'm all fucking done. I moved in. Oh, good on you, mate. Just like always. Still picking cutlery up out of a cardboard box, but uh, that'll be right. Yeah, it's fine. You can survive. Um, yeah, I've been up at the Golden Coast, went to South Stradbroke Island, didn't even get a line in, too much wind. But uh, went to the Golden Coast for a week after that and it was pretty good. They blow the fish away. Can't you fish in the wind? Oh, not really, no. You can't. Not that level of wind. Why? Useless. Oh. It does blow the fish away. Yeah, they don't yeah. like it. 
<laughs> Surely it's casting it for you. It's just too you don't hard have to, to do. throw so much. Just have your well, back to not, it and get it out there. It's not an exact offshore wind straight into a gutter full of fish. <laughs> a bit more to it than this. Um, but, yeah, good holiday all the same. And just got back from beautiful Tasmania as well. Yeah. Went that, there That was for your one New day. Year's. Yeah. Pretty good. Hey, uh, good people. Saw the bloke, Chris the bloke, TM Franklin was there. Mm-hmm. First thing he said. Double upset he had. Upset he hasn't been on Botlo yet. I saw when he coming to Sydney. He said, I was, I was just there recently. I said, oh, is there some way I'd know that without being called? <laughs> he said, I should follow him on social media and keep up to date with all Chris the Bloke TM Franklin's doings. So oh, fuck him. Yeah, wow. Anyway. That's a lot. That's a lot. Who would have ever thought that Chris Franklin would have lived long enough to say, why don't you follow me on the socials? Yeah, I know. That is... <laughs> That's not in his fucking DNA. That's not nah, him. It's not. You saw an impersonator. Yeah. That's <laughs> mania, though. It's still the same way I left it. It's not all Bob Brown and Craft Cider down there, is it? Quite a few grubs. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah. Did you get to the Black Buffalo? No, I didn't. I got, no, oh. I was in Launceston. I didn't go to home. But I, I, um, I saw some Bevins having a Barney at, at Launceston Airport, though. Like a family airport fight. Not punches thrown, but it wasn't ah. that far off it. The dad was not happy. With what? He's telling his 17-year-old daughter to fuck off. Oh, Jesus. You know, you're 17. Don't speak to me like that. You can fucking fuck. I'm about to fucking lose it here. <laughs> She's telling him to fuck off. The wife came over and told him he was being a fuckhead. It was, uh, yeah, a bit of fruity language all round. Also, I also love the I'm about to fucking lose it. So, mate, you're yelling at a 17-year-old girl yeah. in the airport. You already lost it. It wasn't yelling. It was sort of above this volume but not much. So it was only me listening to it pretty much. No one else <laughs> heard it. Slowly creeping closer to him. Yeah. The children, God bless them, didn't have to be exposed to it. Just yeah. me. Yeah. It's easy for you to sidle up in your Crocs. I don't make noise on that airport floor. You yeah. just really get. <laughs> well, I had headphones on. But turned off. Oh, uh, the, the, yeah. So, <laughs> if you see me with headphones on, I, I reckon they're mainly yeah. they're mainly off. Yeah, <laughs> they're off more than they're on when they're physically on my head. Yeah. Oh, it's great for eavesdropping, and people don't bother mm. you if mm. uh, if you're a billboard blazer comedian such as yourself in the <laughs> home of that sort of thing, Melbourne. <laughs> My New Year's was not uh, not as memorable as yours. I wasn't in Lonnie with Chris the bloke Franklin. Mm-hmm. I um, I've got a backyard and had some people at our place. Marty da. The first time, you'll you'll appreciate this, Eggy. Still, I, at one point last week, I was dealing with two real estate agents at the same time. Unbelievable. The best part about having to move house and um, the one the lease was up on our old joint, and so we've moved out. And the real estate agent said, you need the end of lease clean. Yeah. We recommend this bloke. All right, hired him. Three days later, real estate agent calls up. Mate, it's not clean enough. Well, it's fucking your friend. Yeah. Why are you calling me? Brilliant. You're going to have to get him back. (laughs) You're like this. Blew up on the phone a few times to the point he calls me now and immediately asks to speak to my wife. Really? (laughs) That's the terms I've been (laughs) on. We're on. <laughs> that used to be the other way around. Before you even start making, I please speak to Lucia. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're going oh. to VCAT, can't? 
A lot of that mm. in the background. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. I um, A couple of things come across the desk recently. Fair bit of, mm. uh, well, there's a lot of plane stuff going on. A lot of mm. airports full of angry people in the USA. Um, in a way, sucked in for flying over Christmas, New Year's, we were talking about. Oh, it is. It's like going out drinking on New Year's. You've picked, I know people have to get to their families, but it is fucking amateur hour out there at yeah. an airport now. You wouldn't You wouldn't go. I blame the movies for this. Do you have what to it, get to your family? Is it that? Like that's been, you know, since the dawn of Hollywood, it's been, oh, against all odds, this man needs to get home for Christmas. Yeah. It'll be a miracle. Yeah. We can have Christmas miracles together, you know, if it's, if it's too hard, turn up the next day. Too, yeah, in too many films where that's my future wife about to board that plane and they just let him jump the security x-ray machine and they'll cheer him on and oh, yeah. he runs past, hops up onto a cart. It's already got an old woman on there and she's like, I don't mind, son. You can drive the little truck with the stairs on the roof <laughs> if you put your mind to it as if you wouldn't mm. get shot. They had It was like three 3,000 flights cancelled or something? Yeah, something like that. <laughs> a lot. Good effort. A lot of yeah. storms, though. It's not just well, utter incompetence like we have. No. I mean, budget airlines are brilliant and everything until something, till one tiny little thing goes wrong and then this sort of thing happens. Um, the uh, That barley thing, did you, I don't know, I didn't listen to last week's app. Mm. Uh, did you cover anything with the, the turnaround? Pretty spectacular. No, because, yeah, so it was a Jetstar flight, of course, uh, going from Melbourne to Denpasar. Mm. Old Bali, and four and a half hours in, just over the Northern Territory there, they uh, Indonesia told them to turn around. Yes. Go back. It's go great. back to where they came from. That Fuck. is, I mean, it is a bit finicky, but do your bloody paperwork. It was because it was a different plane, wasn't it? Yeah, wrong plane. I think they were on a Dreamliner and said they were coming on an Airbus or something. Yeah. It was something like that, a smaller plane. But I think it's more Indonesia going, there's even more of these fuckwits oh. in a big metal tube. ATC no. could have let them go with that and go, look, don't let it happen again. <laughs> yeah. But just, you know, plane, the plane, plane's coming in, we'll land it for you. Nah, from one cultural hub to another, Denpasar to Melbourne, fuck you. <laughs> Get out of our faces, you losers. Time for some more messages of abuse this beautiful festive season, courtesy of our supporters over at patreon.com slash midflybrawl. This one is from Kevin Bevan. G'day, fellas. Love your work. Hey, Paul John the Weapon, you freeloading fuckdog. You got me onto the boys and Heggy has even made you a video for your birthday. And still, you can't bring yourself to get around the boys and dip into that overflowing NAB account of yours. Cut out one hot yoga session a week and hand over some of your dirty banker's dosh to these legends and level your subscription up to how you fly with a business class subscription, you tip rat fuck cunt. I'm a patty and I'm supporting these didgeridoo dick dogs, your mates. Keep keeping it real, fellas. Thanks very much, Kevin Bevan. This is from Andy. I want to take a different approach this Christmas. The MFB Patreon members got Heggy in the twilight of his productive and creative years off the tools and able to dedicate more time to his craft. Intrinsically, that feels pretty damn awesome to me. And isn't that sense of giving what the season is about? With that said, pay up, you fucking grubs. Wow, really took a turn for the better there at the end, Andy. Appreciate that, mate. This is from Josh. 
party puss bay views making banks stop being a cheesy cheese weasley j dog and up your contribution so we'll never have to see heggy dress up as an old-timey peasant again or cody promote that subpub breakfast place again <laughs> keep up the good work <laughs> thank you josh i love that these are all very very specific this one's from Catherine. hey scott with your dreams of being a crypto billionaire now up in smoke your frustrations put you at risk of being discussed on this podcast don't be a cunt a new year and fresh start awaits every grub. High time to use some of that monster energy drink budget on some weekly laughs and reality checks from the great man Heggy instead. Not bad and good size. Thanks very much, Catherine. And a monster energy drink. I just had a monster energy drinker in my house. It was a bloke dropping off some uh, dropping off some furniture, and uh, I offered, as I always do, you want you, you gents want some coffee, tea, water. And he said, nah, man, I'm a five can of Monster a day sort of bloke. Fucking hell. You have five cans of Monster a day, a cup of coffee isn't touching the sides. Here we go. Last message in this block. This is from Ryan. Boy, Rob, you soggy old shit fuck. How about you reach into your wallet and fetch a couple of dongs to throw these boys so they can keep this thing floating and pay old mate Conrad, you freeloading crummy cunt. No wonder why you're named Rob because you were robbing these poor boys blind taking all this free content. Get your shit together, you low-down scab. You know what, Rob? Ryan has made some pretty solid points there. Get around us. Patreon.com slash Brawl. Back into the show. And, uh, the, um, well, I don't know if you saw it. There was a flight uh, from the US coming to Sydney and it was meant to land like 5 a.m. New Year's Eve. Yep. Um and due to a mechanical error, this uh, error, this United flight had to stop in Samoa, I believe. Yeah. yeah. Someone tweeted, someone tweeted, because that's that's what you do now, just tweet. Mm. They were like, we're meant to be in Sydney for New Year's Eve, um, but because of this, where we've stopped, it was either Samoa or American Samoa? Yep. Wrong side of the dateline. They missed New Year's Eve, but wherever they landed, the people like, got looked after. The locals took them out for food. They were having drinks on a deserted beach. Yeah. Like, that's fucking way better than a Sydney New Year's Eve. Yeah. Not much worse <laughs> than a Sydney New Year's Eve, I wouldn't think. Yeah. Hey, you could stuck, get stuck in traffic because Casey Donovan's singing at the Opera House. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you could be on a beach in Samoa. Fucking hell. It's not a- <laughs> Not far off having your alumni from, uh, from Westboro Baptist College. <laughs> Singing on New Year's Eve, is it? Runner-up of the, the Voice, Voice Australia's Child's Kids. Edition. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, before we get into the episode this week, of course, we are down the line. I'm in Melbourne, you're in Sydney, and each time we do, you've got a different Zoom background with a grim past. This is, now, I think I'm just getting more chilly ready right now because <laughs> I'm going to back myself here. I yeah. think I've seen this building... 50 times. Really? In person, is this in Los Angeles? Uh, yeah, it is, but you would be forgiven, minus the palm trees, for it being a replica of a, uh, I think, a Normandy castle or something. They've, they've ripped off the exact design from a few hundred year old. But yes, it is. It's yeah. a beautiful Hollywood, California. It's the Church of Scientology in Hollywood. Not just the Church. Of- well, yeah, I'll give you it. Go on. <laughs> well, hold on. <laughs> This particular 
uh, architectural beauty is the Church of Scientology Celebrity Centre. So That's right. Open to public but intended for artists, your future holiday home. <laughs> and the site of, in 2008, uh, Mario Majewski, a Scientology defector, went in there with two samurai swords. That's how you do it, two. Oh, okay, yeah. Your mate. <laughs> yeah. He was obviously shot dead by security guards. All the best religions have bouncers wielding guns at the fucking door. Also, also the problem with living in Hollywood, you think using two samurai swords at the same time is a practical way to get the job done. Yeah. It's crazy. Double dual wielding samurai swords. Mate, it's not a video game. If anything, the second (laughs) one is a hindrance. Unless you're so fast that you're deflecting bullets (laughs) with them. You've got no chance. No. Anyway, it's what God wanted in the end. That'd be like um, you've just played Call of Duty for too many years and you honestly think you can hold a fucking rocket launcher, two AKs, 85 grenades, 10 clips, (laughs) a health pack. Even in Rambo 4, I saw Rambo struggle with a anti-aircraft gun on the back of a Jeep. It's, oh, really? Uh, it's not a one-man situation. It's pretty Good difficult. on him for keeping that in. Was that a little slip that they've just left? Oh, no. Or was, was it a chance for him to show oiled biceps? Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. He, he was shooting someone at, at close range with it. Not Obviously, he yeah. wasn't trying to shoot down an aircraft. It was, well, what, it was, was after it he'd punched commando? someone's head off. Schwarzenegger filled up a an inflatable raft, I think. Yeah. And just fucking, yeah, just kayaked his way down to, um, it was like Costa Rica or Colombia. He, it was a fair trip from LA. Did he blow it up? No, he had this infl- inflatable raft that he packed mm. with stuff that he just stole from a store in LA oh, that had explosives and everything, you know, sweet. you know, American shops. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, then just paddled his way down. <laughs> <laughs> Same day, got there. for. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. The Americans don't know much about geography, so it would have just flown yeah. straight. It's probably their editing suite. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah. Seems feasible. What's a globe? Just getting two samurai swords through a door. Mm. You have to go through like it's a tail. Yeah. <laughs> then bring him out. Surprise. Anyway, they weren't that surprised. Shot him dead. Uh, we better get stuck in, mate. Let's roll. Let's do it. Let's do it. Woo! All right, mate. This week, we're looking at Thompson Airlines again, November 5, 2010. And the route is Manchester, Dominican Republic. Oh. Yeah. Caught me off with that second one. Yeah. Like the the finger was. Out of canter. Right over that more chilly. Yeah, there we go. We've been here many times before, Thompson, Thompson, Fly, Tui. Strong features over here at MFBHQ. All right, time for a bit more abuse. You could stop it at any time. Right now over at patreon.com slash midflybrawl, our supporters over there are listening to this episode smooth. They're not comping abuse every few minutes. They've gotten on board Team MFBHQ. This one... Is from Alex. All right, cunts, time to stop being scabby little dogs and sling the fellas a couple of bucks. You lot are the type of low-down grubs that will happily cop a favour from your mate, but when your mate needs one, you're too busy playing golf with a cop. So quit cutting coupons out of the courier mail, stop sniffing your own farts and fucking pay up. 
I don't know why playing golf with a cop. Just such a harsh sentence. What an insult. This one's from Roshan. Bonjour, scummies. If you're listening to this and have to hear a barrage of insults, I can only assume that in these fiscally challenging times, $10.50 per month is a bit of a stretch. Solution. Give up the Bogan Elixir, in brackets, Monster Energy, and Hotbox Dim Sim once a month. Pretty simple stuff, cunts. Pay up. Finally, Kurt. Oh, do I read? Yeah. No, fuck him. Kurt Allen Ross, can you really trust a bloke with three first names? <laughs> probably not. You should probably upgrade. Merry Christmas, lads. And this is coming from a Nicholas Jeffrey with a J, Cody. Thanks, Roshan. This one's from Alex. Hey, vegan, Joseph, how about getting your shit together and contributing instead of staying low-breed dog fuckers? And then he's put this in at the end. I was going to attempt to read French, but I thought Heggy would actually never come back on the show because we know he's a fancy little Frenchman. If I try to read this out, he may not make it into the new year. So I popped it into Google, and this is what Alex had to say. Manger de la marde de quêteux. My thoughts exactly, Alex. Merry Christmas. This is from Gus. Hey, you tight-ass cunts. Don't make Heggy get back on the tools. The poor prick has entertained us all for fuck all cost to you. Chip in, fuckers. It'll be a sad day if he has to write a fucking kid's book to get by. Then again, I'd like to see that. Wouldn't we all, Gus? A Heggy children's book. The dream. This one's from Jimmy. To all the grubby shit heel freeloaders, stop spending your cold heart on cheap plastic goods to show off to your dickhead neighbours and throw these lads some shekels. Less child labour, less heggy labouring. Cheers, Jimmy. This one's from Ricky. Sarah, you might be my wife, but you absolute dead shit. Your constant freeloading off my Patreon subscription will mean we never see Heggy go to hell, Barley. How about you get off your ass and pony up some cold hard cash so the boys can have a cold one this Christmas? Without our help, Heggy will never finish his manifesto and Cody will not be able to pull a Shane Warne, dying alone in Bali as an Aussie legend. I love you, pretty lady. Pay the boys. If you pay the boys, you can have a crack at me via MFB. Cheers, Ricky. I love these. I must say, I love people going their mates. I love people going society in general. But there's something about just going your husband or wife. Really. Oh, brings a tear to my eye. Last one here. Nathan. Oh, one Nathan going up. This is bloody Nathan on Nathan hate crime. This one goes out to Nathan Blake, the scabby prick. Pay your dues, your dog. Now that you're a keyboard jockey with poet's hands, having left the boys for dead on the work floor, I'm sure you have enough cash to support this podcast. Nathan, Nathan, you boys are going to have to sort it out between you. Back to the episode. Off to the Dominican Republic. And uh, Dominican Republic, I think we've done a couple of flights to here before too, but um, famous, this is an interesting Dominican uh I found, well, we've had a bit of a look at is um, baseball player Sammy Sosa. Oh, yeah. You know him? Oh. Sammy Sosa cork bat? Sammy Sosa what? I think he was cork in the bat. Uh, no, he's a steroid dude. Steroids. What do you mean cork uh, in the bat? Cheating with cork in the bat? Yeah. Or, oh, no. oh, really? Who was that? I don't cork know. bat. Played for the Chicago Cubs. Hit 600 home runs mm. in his career. Not bad, I think. Uh, although it's an entire career, 600 runs, not that much. Uh, if 
he was denied entry to the National Baseball Hall of Fame after being part of the performance enhancing drug scandal 2003. Mm-hmm. They're all doing it. He got caught. Oh, yep. Bunch of them did it. It saved, saved baseball. The what? Them taking steroids. Yeah. Made it slightly interesting. Yep. Hey, that, yeah, it was, uh, hold on. After connecting for his 500th home run earlier in the season, June 4th against Tampa Bay at Wrigley Field, shattered a bat that revealed a healthy serving of cork in its ah. hollowed out center. Did he, did he run and grab the bat, try to throw it in the bin quickly or anything? No, he didn't take the – he got confiscated. Uh, sorry, the umpires confiscated the bat. He got ejected, seven-game suspension. Um, he didn't take the good guy approach. Instead, Sosa said he grabbed the wrong bat. Of course. I used that bat for batting practice. It's something that I take the blame for. It's a mistake. I feel yeah, sorry. Right. Yeah. Sometimes you see swimmers in a like a, a final and they're still with their flippers on from training. Same, same thing. Um, over the years, Sammy Sosa has been using what he calls a bleaching cream before bed every night, which has turned oh, his no. skin white. Well, does what it says on the tin by the sounds of things. Oh, man, before bed, there's a there's a sus term. It doesn't apply to children, in it? <laughs> I know most of us use beds, but I'm not for it. Don't know why. Just don't like before bed. You know, you look like you're telling your kids to clean their teeth or something. It's just not for yeah. me. Um, I thought that's all you do. I thought that's all before bed was. Stop drinking, brush your teeth. Everything. They're yeah, the two life. things before bed. Well, yeah, life's before Just bed. Just live. Get it, do some work. But um, my wife, we're recording this late. It's like 10 p.m. on a Sunday night. And mm. my wife just said goodbye to me. But there's a good chance in an hour and a half I can walk past the bathroom and she'll have another cream on. And a, oh. she's not doing a semi sosa, but something. Yeah. <laughs> Thing and a wash the rinse the face and a fucking. What are you saying? Modern women's skin is pretty much saturated with creams. Now there there is a reason she's four years older than me and looks a lot younger. Yeah, and I look like a dried creek bed, but still, <laughs> <laughs> still. Sammy said, "It is a bleaching cream that I apply before going to bed. It whitens my skin some. It's a cream that I have. I used to soften my skin, but it's bleached me some." I'm not a racist. Sorry, just quickly. Mm. Luch heard that and has walked over and is pretending to rub cream in her face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Well, she, she up against the wall the, with a glass. Now she's giving me the finger. Yeah. But she's not looking at me. She's pointing and she's facing the wrong direction. She's got cucumbers on her eyes. Charming. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy says, I'm not a racist. I live my life happily. What happened was that I've been using the cream for a long time and that combined with the bright TV lights made my face look whiter than it really is. I don't think I look like Michael Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> Something that the rest of us who look nothing like Michael Jackson have never thought to have to say. <laughs> now, when he says the bright TV lights, is that him working on a TV show or is it the cream on and just a big fucking flat screen in Semi Sosa's bedroom? Oh, yeah, it's him down at the sports watches- bar. Surrounded him for Falcons. No, no but is he know. is he just watching a big TV in his? No, I think he ha- he must have had a media job. They'll get media jobs, yeah. don't they? Cheats or oh, not? Of course. Yeah. Um. Anyway, someone's got to say how good the home run was. Otherwise, I wouldn't have known. Yeah. <laughs> He's high tanning everyone. Is that good or bad? Those baseball games, so it must be said. There's a lot of dead air. They've got a they got a hard job. Mm. Like we talk about, like cricket commentators are quite skilled. There's a lot of time they got to fill an entire. Eight-hour shift of just babble. 
But baseball, even less action, I reckon. A few more nice little messages of hate here. This one's from Bogan Josh. All you fucking freeloading cunt stumps, it's time to chuck in a few dollar redos so we can keep Heggy off the tools and Cody up to date with his Botox. Merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> this one's from Grog Norman. Oi, Stano, you fuckface. With all the cash you're saving staying with your mum down in Van Dickhead's land for Quissy, surely you can put the Cascade Bitter down for a moment, shell out a lobster for the lads, and if not, at least go rinse one through the pensioner's iPad at the Black Buffalo, you coward. Oh, it would nothing would make me happier if I found out Stanto was down at the Black Buffalo there in Hobart for Christmas lunch. Oh, cheers, Grog. This one is from Luke. G'day, lads. Unreal job on another cracky year. Just a quick couple of words for my two bottom-feeding mates, Zap the Colombian Sesh Gremlin and Sam the Small-Handed Tasmanian. Probably time you two dead shit scummies cough up some cash for the lads. I know for a fact you can afford it. Maybe cut away the thousands you spend on zingers and pingers. I know for a fact Cody bought you both a beer after Hobart Live Show. Return the favour and make a couple of Battlers Christmas a little better. Cheers, lads. Thank you, Luke. Uh, This one is from John. It's great to see one of Australia's finest comedians (laughs) and a bloke who worked with Tony Martin recently taking a leaf out of the policing handbook and getting us civilians to do their work for them by helping out with content. More importantly, Stephanie, you scummy trollop, how about you spend less cash travelling overseas to sling your filthy little snatch around and instead sling a bit of your hard-earned at their MFB Patreon? You're making big girl Ambo coin now. Hold on. He's requested a sound and he can have it. So it's the least you can do to support the arts and help make the world a better place. Once you're done signing up for the bonus content, come out and work a few shifts in the western suburbs to get a taste of the real world. You'll fit right in over here because you can take the girl out of Frankston, but you'll never get Frankston out of the girl. The west side is the best side. Kiss hug, kiss. (laughs) Kiss hug, kiss hug. You knob gobbler. <laughs> oh. John and Steph are still mates in the new year. Wow, that'll do me. This one is from Emily. To my freeloading fuck of a fiance, Corey. You've got some serious balls introducing me to this cracker of a podcast, then sponging off my hard earned Patreon subscription each week just to hear it. Thanks to myself and all the other fine ladies and gents who have no issue. Kissing goodbye a few shekels for these hardworking Aussie battlers once a month. Your wallet remains thicker than Cody's neck during his high school days and your pockets heavier than the silence receives when Heggy performs his new gear at the local RSL. Time to cough up some of that corporate executive coin you so desperately cling on to, you cheap cunt. Love you. <laughs> Thanks, Emily. This one's from Lie. Caveman, come on, digger. You know you can let slip an extra tenner a month. Your tight-ass tendencies, like slipping Milton mangoes into the pub in your backpack and buying illegitimate tobacco, must surely have saved you that much. You're the one who got me into this podcast in the first place. Sincerely, middle fingers up, Diz. This one's from Misha. Pay up all you wheat-gutted dogs. Let's get Heggy to Bali and get him on those bintangs. Love it. Cheers, Misha. Short and sweet. The final one in this block is from Nicholas. As someone who used to be a freeloading tip rat, I reform my ways and now support these legends. 
I'll smugly take the liberty to abuse you all freeloading fucksticks out there who leech this outstanding content for free. You'll happily go to Bali or piss money up the wall on the pokies, but won't stump up the small amount of cash to support the boys. Have a good look in the mirror and sort your shit out, you fucking gutless dogs. Love, Nick. Kiss hug. Now back to the episode. I heard, I don't know if I've said it on here, a great story about Richie Benno, great cricket commentator, the yeah. best. And player. Yeah. I think you'll find he captained Australia, Nick. Oh, of course. Yeah, sorry, pre my time. Uh, I just know him as a commentator. Don't know how he got the gig. <laughs> but uh, I heard a story about him. It, it was Adelaide, Adelaide Oval one day and he's just describing the, and he's one of those guys that could just talk for 30 minutes about mm. how the day is. You know, he beautiful day down here. years like that. yeah. yeah. Adelaide Oval, look at the crowd streaming in Australia, blah, 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 blah. And he's looking at a monitor while he's doing it. And the uh, production team have cut to some seagulls on the field. Yeah. And he lowered his uh, broadcast mic down and leant into the production mic and said, what do you want me to say about these fucking seagulls? Great. <laughs> <laughs> Which if that's true is awesome. And then just straight back into it. <laughs> yeah. I saw Richie and Coogee once driving around this tiny little sports car. A Ford Mondeo or something? No, like no, like an old, like an MGB or something. Oh, like okay. smart era sports car. And I got out of the way because he was, he was old, but he also had seen a lot of sun and he looked 130. I'm like, man, <laughs> yeah. this is classic old man straight through a, a fruit shop canopy or, a, you know, a bunch of alfresco diners sort of stuff. <laughs> I got my kids to fuck off the footpath. And into someone's front yard when Richie came down the street. <laughs> and sorry, I said Mondeo there. I meant Capri. Oh, okay. just in case anyone sent it a message. I was like, Mondeo's not the right. No, nah, he wasn't Ford getting Capri. around with a Capri with the Cabra. That wasn't Richie. Nice car. <laughs> um, anyway, our hero today, not a Dominican, not Richie Benno, but none other than an English woman, Carol Close, 45-year-old at the time. Good. You know what I like about this? Last couple eps. Oh. Just some women kicking off. Yep. Who says, you know, that we're not. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. All for equality over here. Charity worker was Carol. She'll get a free oh. pass, really. Being a char- Although the way charities conduct themselves in terms of board members and bonuses and wages and and yeah. fuck all getting to the end user, don't know now. Mate, I got I got stitched up at a petrol station the other day. Oh, the young worker there, the cheek paid no paid for the petrol or whatever, and she just said, "Would you like to make a small donation to uh, Ukraine kids cancer thing?" Yep. I was like, "Oh, kids can't." You just hear that combo go, "Yeah, five bucks or whatever." Fuck. And then walking off, I'm like, fuck. Heggie would give me shit about that. You would have stepped in and gone, no, he wouldn't actually. Well, don't. I don't make it sound I'm not for charity. 
but I'm not for you know some some kid with cancer. He's not getting. He'd get my maybe half a cent of that. Yeah. So if anything, there's other ways yeah. to do it. Oh, of course, just got me good and proper. I left my kids in the car, so I had to run out and get them. Yeah. I just went, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do it. Be ironic if you're donating to a kids dying in hot cars <laughs> charity at the very time you're doing it. Sorry, I just got to now get my Dying different card. Hot. This one's declined <laughs> and you just take too long out there. I'll write you a check. Hold on. <laughs> you take Diners Club? No. Nah. All right, hold on. Oh. Um, there was There is another Carol Close who works charity in the UK, motorbike safety, or someone's killed on one oh. and now her life is saving others. Quite common that. Loved one can be in heaven sitting on a rainbow happy that those left behind are setting up a legacy and making light of the situation. But um, that's not our Carol, I'm fairly sure. I've had the side-by-side photos, <laughs> pretty sure, even with time passing, that it's not her. I reckon I figured out what's going on here. Carol's, <laughs> Carol's flight was delayed for 30 hours. Oh, uh, oh, all right. Regardless of what happens from here on out, not Carol's fault. Oh. Pretty much. That's that's what they call a delay now. Not a ca- that's not a cancellation. And you can't get your money back. It's happened to me recently. Mm. That's not a delay. You're just going in two days' time. You're going to miss your gig, but you're not getting your money. Um, Did you ever get that back, by the way, Jetstar? No. I haven't put in a full day of work to fight to get it back. So it's currently yeah. sitting in there as a credit, and I want to fucking hurt someone over it. Um, yeah, but mate, use it use it wisely. That four hundred dollar Jetstar credit, mate. In in a few months' time, when we hit a thousand on Patreon, and you have to go to Bali, that's going to sort it. So don't get rid of that credit. I'm not going to Bali. You're going to Bali. You said so. You I'm said you go to Bali if we got a thousand Patreon subscribers. I'm not going anywhere with podcast fans. Crazy talk. <laughs> no, it's just us two. Oh, I go somewhere with just us two. I think we just have to go. Not barley, though. No, but the, you said barley. Yeah, okay. You said some <laughs> shit and then gone back on it. You want to go back through the annals of your life and say you've got to hold yourself to everything you've ever said? Fuck off. You can all rack off every single I think it was one on, of you. I'm not going to barley. It was like In on fact, here two months ago. It wasn't when I was six and I said I want to be an astronaut. <laughs> I don't care. The past is the past. The, the 1,000th Patreon, I'm going to kick them off it. I'm going to fucking decline your transaction every time. Just sit. I'll devote my life to that. Just we'll sit on 999 for the next few yeah. years. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> so, Carol's delayed 30 hours. Um, they didn't get told that at the time. Yeah. So she couldn't go home to do whatever Mancunians do in their houses. Probably drink. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, just do it at the airport. Eat some hot chips and have a pint. Glasgow salad straight in. Mag. She can toddle off down to, you know where she can go? She can go to Archie's for an American-style burger. And by American, I mean it's dripping in that radioactive orange cheese. Yeah, government cheese. Oh, do you reckon cows drink Fanta over in the land of the free? <laughs> How do they do it? Never seen anything like it. Um, yeah, I love I don't eat eggs, but I know the thing that when someone has like eggs from a, an actual farm, mm. no, that get given to you and there's an orange yolk. Yeah. Oh, fuck, that's good. That's meant to be good. Orange cheese though. But then how come like a red, Le- I don't mind like a red Leicester. Red Leicester, the, quite nice. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. Some fucking nerd's <laughs> going to tell us probably. 
yeah, or great. be ignorant while they're at it. Um, she could have spent some of her 30 hours visiting TripAdvisor and leaving a review of Archie's Burgers like many thousands of people before her contributors to our planet have done. Archie's speed of service, price and quality appear to be the biggest problems there, which were a fast food joint. At an airport? Yeah. It was expensive. Oh, was it? At the airport. You're trapped, mate. Service was slow. Quality was bad. I expect all those three things at an airport. Eat before you get there. Uh, Although 30 hours is a pinch. Carol also could have gone to get some of Manchester's finest beer at Amber Ale House. Or maybe she could have popped into the lion and antelope. Oh, yeah. Uh, And it sounds like these three places would just have the same menu. It's probably one kitchen. Oh, yeah. It's a central kitchen just with different businesses around it. (laughs) Yeah. It's that hub situation. You walk around the food court. Um, I reckon a place like Manchester, you book your flight wisely. You can go to a place like the Lion and the Antelope, watch the first half of your beloved United playing football on a large screen TV, punch someone just before halftime, jump on a budget flight, get to another country, catch the second half at their airport, <laughs> probably glass someone there if your team doesn't win or, or if they do win, celebrate with the glassing, get deported back to Manchester. That's a good trip. Catch the penalties. Yeah, catch the penalties back at home. <laughs> 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 what a day. Oh, yeah. Uh, once aboard, though, they did get aboard after 30 hours, and then there was a technical hitch. Oof. So oh, we've all, we've all been there. Where's the generosity of Carol's charity spirit? I reckon oh, he's man. Fucking it's wearing very low. thin by this stage. <laughs> oh, it's not great, but I intuitively knew when I did it recently, it was out of my control. Frustrating, though, because, like, as an idiot, you'd sit there and want to yell just get on with it, dickheads, let's go. But it is a safety thing and they have to at least posture that safety comes first above punctuality and comfort. And uh, let's get these bastards where they're going so we don't have to deal with their stupid faces for longer than we have to. It's got to be genuinely a safety issue for them to stop. During this delay, Carol had had plenty of time for refreshments. She consumed – What do you, I'll tell you what she consumed – she consumed mm. antidepressants, <laughs> painkillers, <laughs> two Bacardis, and half a pint of lager. More and as like as is standard for the way we all lie about how much we've had, this is clearly one or two pints of lager, four Bacardis, and a whole blister pack sheet. Of pills. <laughs> it's not just a regular dose that the doctor ordered. Manchester, uh, the city of Manchester, comes in. Where do you think on the biggest drinkers list for the UK cities was? Oh, that. To give you an idea, mm. Edinburgh, your favourite place to perform your storytelling, comes in <laughs> at number 25. I've never seen anyone in Edinburgh not drunk. Spent a month went there once, so I should fucking know. Where does Manchester come? All right. Well, you know, I'm going to give it. So cities, not towns, not. Yeah, not towns. All right. I'll give it. I'm going to give it sixth. Nah. They're actually, they're not pulling their weight here. They're 21st. 
Oh, Jesus. Numbers one, two, and three. Give you a million dollars if you pick these three. The trifecta. You're not Leeds? No. But I like the Cuddy Jib. Newcastle? No. Again. Oh, I'm staying north. Yeah, we're looking. Oh, Lon- well, London. I'm saying no, London. No. Oh. Not London. No way. What are we looking at? We're looking at uh, number three, Middlesbrough. Number yeah. two, Sunderland. Oh. Till, I, till I die at about 30. <laughs> and number one, obviously, is Blackpool. Oh, of course. Been there. Terrible joint. May as well get maggot. Uh, beach? A beachside town? Yeah. but Yeah. But is we, it? We use the term beach very loosely. <laughs> It's a bit Coney Island. There's, there's, yeah, it's gross. And there's a theme park and it's just, yeah, it's foul. Um, shout out to all of our Blackpool listeners. And this first message is from your mate, Osher Gunsberg. He's written at the start, please do this in your best TV dating show, Whisper, taking William Shatner level pauses in the middle of sentences for no real reason. All right. Jaden, Daniela. Benji, sometimes when it comes to the love of a podcast, that love can be one-sided. You take and take, yet give nothing back. I'm sorry, but your podcast journey will forever be tainted with the hard truth. You're a freeloading tip rat who think Heggie and Nick owe you like you're owed a good parking spot at the supermarket. Please, take the time to sling the boys some cash Help fund Net Cody's Rocky Level workout montage, which will probably involve a man with a bum bag and a sudden explosion of acne for reasons he'll write off as a bad reaction <laughs> as a bad reaction to some moisturizer his wife bought him. Merry Christmas. Cheers, Osher. <laughs> this one is from Xavier. Don't be the type of cheap cunt that doesn't buy toilet paper for over two years. During this festive time, throw the boys some of that sweet cash. It's been a hard year for Heggy, reduced to doing panel shows. His favourite host, Lisa Wilkinson, left his favourite show, The Project. Help these two modern-day larrikins, and who knows, one day we might see Heggy on a jet ski smashing bintangs at Bali. Make it happen, you cheap bastards. Merry Christmas. By the way, how's that for a sentence? Heggy. Jet ski. Smashing bintangs in Bali. And just to let you know, before these last few messages, this is this is the goal. The goal, um, and Heggy's not here, so fuck him. Uh, the goal is if we get to a thousand Patreon subscribers, we're taking Heggy to Bali. Um, we're just over two hundred short, I believe. If we if we get two hundred more subscribers. Heggy, he's going to fight it. He's going to say, no, I said it. I fucking doesn't mean I don't, I don't want to do it. We'll fucking drag him to Bali. And if you want to be a part of this incredible story where we make a 65-year-old man sad overseas, get on to patreon.com slash midflightbrawl. Now back to the episode. The nine-hour, five-minute flight was going just fine. Nothing to report until at what point did Carol suddenly lose her fucking mind? Oh, well, it's been too long, so I hope it's this hour mark.
magic number. Yeah, it is. It's the magic number. Somewhere in that ancient mystic trinity, you'll get three. It's the magic number. Exactly. Please tell me it was three. Three hours in, yes. Carol went berserk and started hitting her husband. Oh, come on. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I thought she was traveling solo. No. Hence the antidepressants and the Bacardis into the pint. Oh, that. no. No, he was there. He was moved to the back of the plane to try and calm her down. I don't know if I'd cop that. No, fuck no. You better put me up the front. It's like, look, if I've done something wrong, no worries. I'll get moved. I feel like he should have stood his ground here. It's like shifting a whole class out in the quadrangle and leaving the kid who's gone skits inside the fucking classroom to run his own race. Don't think so. Not rewarding that. <laughs> gone skits. you got two kids at school. Do they still? Hey, Dad, so. at school today, fucking Steve went skits. <laughs> I don't think getting skits is – skits is probably gone. We'll probably get a letter yeah. about this. I don't, yeah. Can you – I don't know. That was I told you, my, at, at my son's kinder, he's got three, there's three kids in his class that he always, they're still learning. I was like, well, you're all fucking learning. You're at kinder. But it turns yeah. out they've got whatever. But oh. uh, whatever mm. seems to be, hey, daddy, put the whole roll of toilet paper in the toilet. It was really funny. He flushed it and then a plumber had to come. Yeah. But it's all right. He's still learning. Beautiful brains. Okay, man, you know, that sounds like to me, he went fucking skits. Yeah. <laughs> Take that back to kinder on Tuesday. (laughs) He went skits, mate. Uh, The separation didn't stop Carol. She started shouting down the plane at him. (laughs) I can't find what she was shouting. Would be remiss not to at least speculate, though. Um, (laughs) Look, this whole show's based on any gaps, we'll fill them. Don't worry. Just alleged alleged speculations. (laughs) Allegedly, yeah. I don't know. I think it's, you know, you're a loser. Imagine imagine getting shifted when you did nothing wrong, you loser. I've gone skits, yeah. I hit you, and I'm still <laughs> sitting here. You stupid little man. On orders from the captain, FAs tried to restrain her, but during attempts to handcuff her, she lashed out and she hit Stuart Michael Jewett in the chest. And what else did she do to him? Called him something. No, nah, she bit him. Oh, nice. Biting. Biting something that small children and dogs do when cornered and out of <laughs> options. There's some classic famous ones, actually. I looked into a bit of biting, uh, mostly in the realm of sport. Of course. Do you want to, do you want to go around the grounds? Mm-hmm. We've got um, Mike Tyson, number one. Mike Tyson, obviously, but you know, closer to home, there's other ones. Luis Suarez, the cannibal of Ajax. Oh, yeah. Bit of dude while playing football for that mob, then once while playing for Liverpool. And then finally, you might remember in the 2014 World Cup, playing for Uruguay, he, he's bitten an Italian. Oh, really? Three? Three times he bit people, yeah. He's the hopper um, of biting. I like it. Closer to home, though, and cop this. Um, James Graham, the Canterbury Bulldogs English grub extraordinaire, bit Billy Slater's ear in a brawl. Nice. Uh, one of your mates, Peter Philandia, Victorian VFL player in 2002, was in a bit of a scrum, had a chomp on the testes of Chad Davis. <laughs> your mates, weird stuff down there, fucking perverts. <laughs> some some blokes are just so grubby, 
that they just, I don't know, they eventually just turn gay or something, don't they? I don't know what happens. They'd, what do you mean? Well, they're the kind of people who hate oh. gays and yet they just do yeah. some weird stuff eventually. Yeah, it happened at a at a uh, local footy club, their Mad Monday last year. It ruined the club. Video got out. One bloke blew another bloke in the team. Lost That's a bet. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. They're always the ones, though, that are saying the worst shit. And his wife left him as a result or something. Is that what it – yeah. All I took out of all that is stop filming your fucking Mad Monday. Oh, okay. That's the solution. <laughs> yeah. Get cameras doing? out of here. Leave it between the boys. It was like, it was like when Hectic Cheese and um, they were white. Uh, there was a white powder substance on a yeah. plate. Painkillers. Remember? And, the, and you're like – no, 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 not the not the Wayne Carey, the antidepressants, and he's not anti-inflammatory. Sorry, yeah. in the big Ziploc bag in Perth, mm. not that one. Uh, Munster, hectic cheese, someone else. It was before a big NRL awards night, and some oh, yeah. fuckhead filmed them in a room. Yeah, that is that's not on. I mean, it's yeah, it is not on filming, but also <laughs> there's some grubby shit going on. <laughs> there's grubby shit everywhere. Yeah, didn't, didn't remember Magic Johnson. Like, just, didn't he turn? Once you, it's a bit of a new money thing, I suppose. But once these blokes, not the grub thing, but once they bed many thousands of women who like their fame and money, they eventually just do some stuff experimentally because they're bored. I think you would though. Maybe maybe turning if, gay is their reward for just clocking women. I don't know. Never will. <laughs> you got to you got to spec. You do have to speculate sometimes, don't you? <laughs> Don't know. You have to. There's no other way. You could have just be quiet about it, move on. You've got to guess. Yeah, of course you have to guess. <laughs> Who are we not to have a guess? Either way, perverts in Victoria playing aerial ping pong. Um, although, having said that, Anthony Watts, you know this guy? No. Former FNQ Cowboys player, found himself playing late in his career for the Chugan Seahawks on the Golden Coast. Right. Great spot, Chugan, but I wouldn't trot out for the Seahawks or any team in that competition. You're getting bashed at some stage. <laughs> uh, Watts was – he was a career grub, like six or seven clubs in Australia, then ended up at the Widnes Vikings in England. We're punching and getting maggot and doing some more punching off the clock. It's far more respected than it is anywhere else. Pretty Anthony ended up in boxing afterwards, so it gives you a fair idea. Standard. And also jail for some bikey stuff. Oh, yeah. Most recently, uh, he kneed a bloke in the head and kicked him at a wedding. <laughs> Sorry. That really needs this. Well, while we're down here, mate, good time to plug the Patreon-only Land Larrikins double episode on wedding fights. <laughs> oh, very We've good. only just completed. Get around it. If you're not around us, if you're not financially supporting us over here at MFB HQ, get on patreon.com slash midflybrawl, chuck us a few shekels and get your bonus content. Land Larrikins spin-off eps, Man. early access to ticket sales, early access to this episode. These episodes are ad-free. Yep. And specifically, a couple of eps on wedding fights. Watsy could have made it in there. By the way, I love that Watsy's still getting wedding invites. Yeah. Just with that, with that fucking rap sheet in life. I'll tell you who he bashed. A bridesmaid's husband. Reports were 
that Watts was breaking up an argument, somehow just couldn't help himself. Uh, he got a suspended sentence for that, had to pay 5K AUD compensation, had two months to do that to pay five grand. Not easy. He's working at the dump eight hours a week as part of his community service after being released from jail for bashing an old man on the Gold Coast. So he's busy. That's how you do community service, isn't it? Make someone an actual tip rat for a year <laughs> just to ram the point home. <laughs> <laughs> If that's not the name of his autobiography, actual, actual tip rat. <laughs> oh, man, you look at him and think, oh, man, he, he can fight. Um, anyway, he's down at the Tugan Seahawks and Watts has bit someone on the balls during a game. No definitive footage. There is footage, just a bit of a bit of he said, he said. Um, Eight-match oh, band, mate. though. Fuck, I've just looked him up. Jesus. Yeah. He's, he's got a rush around this bloke. You know what Watts he said in his defence after, like the guy is clearly holding his balls after getting up. Like he's been hurt and Watts his face was right in there. It didn't have, it's not a NRL or anything, so they don't have enough cameras. Watts he said, I was wearing a mouth guard and there's no way I bit him on the dick. It's pretty shit house to be at the centre of something like this, even though I've been through a lot in my career. So guilty men don't say that sort of thing. Uh, one more, one more biter. Oh, is this was, the – hold on. I just had a look at it. Pulled a gun on a 73-year-old man then bashed him in road rage attack? Yes. Yeah, yeah. great. Christmas <laughs> buying bars. I just saw another XNRL Christmas buying bars story. It's that time of year, I guess. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get lit out for Christmas, mate. No. It's not, it's not an American movie. If you're an ex-leaguey, don't lock in fucking New Year's Eve plans. Just, oh, yeah. just make a call on the day if don't you're put, allowed. Yeah, don't put a turkey in the freezer. <laughs> and finally, one more block of abuse from the legends over at patreon.com slash midflightbrawl. You could have joined by now, hopped over to our Patreon, signed on and be listening to this episode early, ad-free with none of the abuse. This one is from Emily. If I can stick with the Patreon business tier, thank you very much. Woo! I dress myself in cashmere. Woo! 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 While Philip Lowe keeps raising interest rates with the trigger finger of a Bevan pissing his kid's school fees away on the more chilly machine, then I'm not sure I even have the patience for your pathetic bullshit excuse for not getting on board the lads. Eggy won't fly himself to Bali. Stand up and be counted. Stirring words there, Emily. Much appreciated. This one's from Ben. John, you freeloading fuck sponge. Do the world a favour and get a fucking job so you can back pay all your mates who have been carrying your fat cashless ass around the past few months. Then help the boys out and get a Patreon subby to MFB so it's not heaps awkward when you pester them at every show like they're your mates. You fucking awful man. <laughs> you freeloading fuck sponge. You heard us. Now it's time for the final message. This one is from Amy. Dear Cassie, for fuck's sake, you should be ashamed of yourself sending me selfies from NRG Juice at Gold Coast Airport but not paying for the Patreon. You're only hurting yourself. You don't sign up in front of me the next time I see you. I'm going to call in a bomb threat <laughs> to call Gatter Airport and give them your name. Be less of a loser. Tepid regards, shambles. Um, 
I do like there. I said cool and get her airport. They've actually put in the airport code, double O-L. Bloody nice work there, shambles. And that brings us to the end of the Patreon abuse. Thank you, everyone, who has sent us a message. If you want to be in it to win it next time, if you want to get amongst it, it's bloody good fun. It is good fun getting to dig in to uh, loved ones, friends, colleagues, strangers. Uh, get on board, patreon.com slash midflightbrawl. Send some words of hate and let's get Heggy to Bali. Back to the episode. Another one more bite up. Francisco Guiado was playing for Sevilla, celebrated a goal scored by a teammate, Jose Antonio Reyes, by bending over and biting him on the balls, his own teammate. <laughs> Jesus. Really crazy stuff. Anyway, back on the Thompson airplane. Once Carol had shown signs of calming down, they removed the restraints and her temper. Uh, sorry. Uh, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I was what? still looking at Anthony Watts. Man, there's a lot. He, he is seven months older than me. Oh, yeah. Fucking hell. He's 86, I think he was. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. He's achieved a lot. What have you done? <laughs> I love Man, the only... In the contents on his Wikipedia page, yep. there's a, there's seven chapters yep. and only one has subchapter and that's legal problems. Yeah. <laughs> Domestic violence, a fragile time and biking gang and then assault charge. Oh, yeah. He's with it's the things just- and the, mogul, the moguls and the, I don't know, biking gang well, shit. No, it's more we're just joking about how I fucking look like a dry creek bed at 35. See, this bike, oh, man, I'm flying. Yeah. Yeah. Gallon bashed him once, I think. He did some boxing yeah, after great. league. Oof. Um, Carol calmed down. They took the restraints off, but her temper flared up again. And this time a stewardess was bitten and kicked during the fracas, Caroline Cross. She wouldn't have been a fan. You'd just leave the restraints on, wouldn't you? Just go, can you breathe? You're keeping them on. Yeah. Don't care. Nearby passengers had to be moved for their safety. So she's getting her own bloody classroom oh. now. What's um, her husband doing here? Sitting down the back, probably relaxing. I don't know. Probably apologising to everyone, I would think. The captain called for an emergency landing in Bermuda as a last resort mayday call. (laughs) Bermuda get their fair share, don't they? (laughs) Yeah. When the police got on the plane to arrest Carol, they were met with cheers from the relieved passengers. Uh, Carol... She got flown back to the UK from Bermuda. Oh. That, so they've landed, arrested, sent back. Yeah. Oh, husband, please tell me husband stayed. Uh, didn't get any information about him, oh. like not even a name, nothing, no quotes. No, he's a bit of a Stedman type, I think. Yeah. Just in the background, shut up, go to the back of the plane. But this is where, this is where you get all your... This is where you get all the, hey, everyone, look at this. Mm. Look what I'm dealing with. Yeah. And you could, when she's getting sent back, it's like, you coming? Nah. And the whole, every, all the passengers, hey. Yeah. You got yeah. one chance to fucking put your foot down here. Yeah. She's he back should, on that plane. Realistically, you should just live in Bermuda now, this bloke. <laughs> you say Bermuda. Bermuda. <laughs> uh, she went to Minchell Street. Crown Court in Manchester, a beautiful Gothic revival building. Had a look. The courts went easy on Carol 
because of the 30 hour delay. So, again, uh, oh, yep. Sorry, I forgot that that's how this started. Well, her defense also stated that she was of ill health and suffered a nervous disposition, anxiety, and depression. Her defense continued to say this is why Carol took all those prescription medications before the flight, and this was totally out of character. She pleaded guilty to everything. I respect that. Mm. She's like, I've got all these things, but I'll also plead guilty. Well, still mentioned all the things. Um, The judge gave her a six-month jail term. Wow. Suspended. Oh. As it was an exceptional case. Carol was ordered to pay £2,476 costs to the Bermuda police. You're not paying that once you get home, though. Oh, absolutely not. Just don't go back to Bermuda. (laughs) Don't go anywhere because you might end up in Bermuda, you fucking idiot. It's like when I go to the States and catch up with mates that I met who used to live here, you know, became friends while they lived here. They've gone back home and you catch up with them and they're like, fuck, man, I I owe about 1200 bucks in train fines and no helmet on a bike. You go, man, you're fine. Wouldn't worry about it. No worries. Even if you come back, yeah. My brother had some mates from, I think, England. They drove a car around Australia and just left at the airport. <laughs> so, no, I just parked it in the no standing, <laughs> left a sign on the front saying, needs oil. Just went inside and got in their plane. Not coming back. Oh, awesome. <laughs> That's when you'd hate a 30-hour delay and they come in and get you. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Oh, it was yeah. so good. I thought we'd gotten away with it. Um she had to pay 200 pounds to each of the cabin crew she assaulted. I'd want more than that oh. for a bite. Oh, for sure. Biting's like a possessed devil thing to do. I don't think you can say the black dog was taking chunks out of people on your behalf. <laughs> Half a pint and two Bacardis yeah. bit me on the arm. Don't think so. Give me more than 200. Hey, sorry, just before I get my rabies shot, was this you or the black dog? Yeah. I just need to know if it was a black dog that bit me or a human. This is. This is fantastic value for Carol. Be mad not to take advantage of those prices. You shouldn't want to. You, you shouldn't be able to bite numerous people and then pay the fine with an amount of money you could just have in a wallet. Yeah. Like what? Two hundred pound? Fuck! Give us a second. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to. I'm not going to try it because I think the rules would be quite different for the likes <laughs> of you definitely. and me biting yeah. people anywhere, let alone on a plane over Bermuda. In terms of biting, kicking, screaming, and plane diverted to Bermuda, we should really just we should contact Tui. Like if we could be guaranteed price matching, I'd go do that for the holidays as a bit of a lark <laughs> next winter. Like that's about five grand Aussie. Get out of that for a proper fight and diversion. Yeah. Fantastic value. You could go fund that. Oh, well, we, yeah, I'd, I'd love for a, like a make a wish kid. Yeah. Maybe like a 14 year old that's like, just want to get maggot on a plane and fucking karate kick someone. Go yeah. sick, man. Man, we <laughs> we'll can make, make that happen. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they, you know, they don't want to meet fucking Lady Gaga. Some of these kids want to really, cause a yeah. ruckus yeah and I'm all for it oh they can't all want to go to Disneyland surely some of them <laughs> make a wish types are like I want to fucking kill someone can you make it happen <laughs> I, want to, I want to commit some serious crimes here <laughs> let's do it um, Carol's handed a two month curfew 
that's considered a pretty big punishment if you're from Manchester. You've got to get all your pub drinking done during the day <laughs> and switch to home drinking at night like a 100-year-old would <laughs> if they ever had any in Manchester. <laughs> that brings us to the end of another episode of Midflight Brawl. That poor husband, by the way. Oh. You know what? You're fucking forcing her to be at home at night time now. Jesus. Yeah. I, can't, I can't find him. I hope he's gone. I don't know. Maybe. It's quiet. Just a quiet, quiet bloke. Maybe they've worked it out. Who knows? Good on them. Thanks for listening to Midflight Brawl. If you want to get around us, patreon.com slash Brawl for extra content, ad-free episodes, and early access to tickets, merch, etc. But uh, thanks for listening. I've had a few beers, and we'll see you next time. Stuff, mate. See ya. Thanks for tuning in to Midair Brawl. This is our very first episode. Heggy, you're already shaking your head. It's mid-flight brawl, dickhead. Oh, fucking hell. Okay, ready to go. The clap. Hang on, sorry, I fucked it. Clap. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.